Hello and welcome to Real Talk with me, Marius Roberts. Now in this motoring podcast series, I've partnered with Investec Focus Radio to bring you insights, car reviews and trends that are shaping the automotive industry right here in South Africa. Look, we knew it would only be a matter of time before China emerged as a real disruptor in the automotive sector. And I think what has surprised me as somebody who's been in the business for such a long time is just how quickly they've been able to do that. So the question is, should you as consumers like seriously be considering Chinese brands uh, in your in your car wish list? I mean, should they be there? I'm going to tell you to do one thing. Next time you're driving or next time you're walking in the shopping center, have a look around the car park, have a look on the highways. And you will see it's already happened. You can see the hovels and the cherries are, are here. They're on the road. People are driving them. So I think it's more about what made those people get into those vehicles uh, and is there peace of mind when you are buying them. So I'd like to touch on a couple of things. And I think the biggest concern that most of you will have is that these are probably cars or brands that you've never heard of. Let, let's say take bike as an example bike like who are they i mean they're the fifth biggest automotive manufacturer in china and no one knows who they are they arrived in south africa 2016 2017 with really really crap products that kind of no one was interested in buying yet now they've come with a new product onslaught and we've gone wow this is like really impressive or there might be brands that we do know like Cherry, but the product that they had years ago when they were in South Africa, it is chalk and cheese when you compare to what they are offering now. So there is always that concern. We like buying brands that we've grown up with. It's a big jump for us to start switching to Chinese, but that switch is happening. And let me tell you why. So if you have a look at how the industry works in China, every traditional car manufacturer wants to sell cars in China purely because of the scale of the market. China is massive. You look at how, what their population is. So every manufacturer wants to go there. But China is very clever. So they say, you want to sell your BMW in our country? Well, then you've got to partner and do a JV with one of our state-owned car manufacturers. So as an example, I mentioned bike. Bike is in a JV with Mercedes-Benz. Uh, Cherry, I mentioned earlier, they are in bed with Jaguar Land Rover. So the two work together. So Jaguar Land Rover can now sell their cars in the Chinese market. And all that the Chinese manufacturer is now doing is just gleaning all the information from these well-established brands that have been building cars for 100 years. So this is why we've seen this radical ramp up in terms of build quality and brand um, values in their cars. But what is also very, very interesting for me is that the real kicker here is the price. So because of the scope of industry in China and their access to raw materials, whatever we do in the West, they can do quicker and more affordably. And that is what has happened. So these are vehicles coming to market now. And whether you are interested in the Chinese brand or not, you cannot help but look because they look good but they look even better when you start looking at price point. And they're coming incredibly well specced as standard as well. So they are really impossible to ignore. So what are your potential pitfalls for me? Make sure that you are buying from a dealer that has a network um, that is reputable, has been in the business for a long time. I know the thing that's going to get thrown around is resale values. Well, we haven't seen these cars go for a five-year ownership cycle yet. They are that new. So we don't know what the resale values are going to be. But let me tell you this. If you look at the massive undercut in terms of price, 
If you look at all the specification that you get in that car standard and you take your traditional car and it's now got 100,000 rands worth of extras, you've got real value in this vehicle. And I think with that undercut on price and the optional extras, that even if they see a 50% drop in uh, in resale value, which is, by the way, an industry standard, I think you're still going to be way better off than if you were buying um, one of the higher valued, well-established, possibly premium brands out there. Without a doubt, I don't think you're going to have problems in terms of resale value there. A lot of talk around fuel economy. When I drove both of the cherries, uh, people were saying to me, oh, fuel consumption. Yeah, they don't come anywhere near their claimed fuel consumption figures. But I challenge you to see if any of the other cars out there come anywhere close. Hovel um, is probably the better of the ones out there in terms of their fuel economy figures, but they are certainly higher. I drove that um, X55 Beijing from bike now. You know, they were claiming like 7.8. I was averaging 11 and a half. That is, that is the real world. Why? Because these are really big cars running small capacity turbo petrol engines, a 1.5 liter or like a 1.6 liter in some of the Cherry models, for me is too small an engine. So I'd love to see the Chinese pushing bigger, like two liter engines in their offerings. I think that'd be great. But I can tell you now something that is seeing them really also benefit besides the price is supply chain uh, and products. Most guys now are buying cars from the traditional brands and the minimum waiting period is nine months. Now, you see a car, you're excited. Yay, Christmas, I'm buying myself a new car, which I am registering in January because that's what you should do. Uh, but I've got to wait nine months. Are you crazy? No. And I can't pay for that car up front either because they don't know what the price is going to be in nine months. It's crazy. So you start looking left and right and you go, oh, that car looks really good. Good value and I can get it now. So that has certainly helped the uptake as well. So I really do hope these little tips and tricks will give you some insights and help you make better informed decisions when it comes to purchasing your next car. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Real Talk with me, Marius Roberts. You can listen to more motoring insights by subscribing to Investec Focus Radio wherever you get your podcasts. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendations. Investec Private Banking, a division of Investec Bank Limited, a registered credit provider committed to the code of banking practice as regulated by the Ombudsman for Banking Services.